our morning scripture, Psalms 91. Uh, brothers, after service, we need to get up there and get that projector down. Amen. I believe Pastor have another bud at home. And I'm going to need that Tuesday night <laughs> for Bible study. That's why I tell y'all, bring your Bibles to church. See, some of y'all got accustomed to us having the scripture on the screen. And then you couldn't get there fast enough. See, bring your Bibles to church because everything is going down <coughs> but the word of God. I want to talk to you just briefly, Psalms 91. And I'm only going to read three verses. <coughs> I'm only going to read three. And then we're going to talk to you uh, for a little while. Or somebody say, as a spirit lead. Amen. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. You may take your seats. I'm going to talk to you all just for a little while. <clears throat> In the midst of all the chaos and all of the confusion that's going on around us. From these verses here today, I just want to speak to you about when you feel insecure and need God's presence. When you feel insecure and need God's presence. When we look at the word insecure, we know <coughs> that the word insecure simply means not confident or just not sure. It means uncertain. It's uh, deficient in assurance. It's beset by fear and uh, anxiety. It means to be tensed. Uneasy, upset, uptight, a lot of nervy folk around. It means to worry. Well, I want you to know that when you feel uh, insecure and you need God's presence, Psalms 91 is the text. You have to understand that the dangers of life and its ongoing threats can leave us feeling insecure. And despite our best efforts to protect ourselves, we know that we cannot totally shield ourselves from all harm. For generations, God's people have turned to Psalms 91 for comfort and courage. Written by an unknown author, it reminds us that God is our security. Psalms 91 appears to promise that those who live close to God will be exempt from harm. I need you to hear what I just said. It appears to promise that those who live close to God will be exempt from harm, disaster, and disease. And this impression presents a problem, though, because many people who faithfully abide in Christ do experience <coughs> trials and tribulations. They do encounter sometimes, uh, and they perish in uh, disasters. Uh, they do contract serious diseases. 
Uh, what about those who were persecuted? What are those about those who had been uh, martyred? You see, the experience of God's people does not agree with the supposed promise of this psalm. Uh, the answer to this dilemma is found in correctly understanding to whom these promises were made. I need y'all to walk with me today because Psalms 91 celebrates the specific promises of God's covenant with Israel. These promises were made to Israel as a part of the old covenant. Somebody say old covenant. <clears throat> and they were conditional on Israel's faithfulness to God. They are about God's uh, judgment on those who are unfaithful to him. As long as Israel remained faithful to God, made him their dwelling or refuge, he would, he would protect them from their enemies and from deadly diseases. But if they turned from God and broke his covenant, he would lift his hand of protection. And so throughout Israel's history, this has proven to be true. You have to understand that these promises were not made to the church. I need you to hear me. I said these promises were not made to the church. In fact, Jesus promised his followers exactly the opposite. They would face harm. They would be persecuted. You see, if the promises of Psalms 91 were to the church, then they were broken in the very first generation of Christ's followers. The apostles were beaten and they were imprisoned. Am I right? And history records that all but one died as a martyr. And so Paul, he constantly spoke openly of the many uh, perils and dangers that he encountered. When you read the story of Paul, he said, I've been shipwrecked. He said, I've been viper stoned. Three times I was beaten uh, with rods. Paul said, I was in prison. He said, I was in danger of my own uh, countryman. And so how then, how then, how then does Psalms 91 uh, apply to us? Well, first of all, in order to understand it, then we should study it. In light of the 15th chapter of the book of St. John. And Jesus is teaching on abiding in him. You see John 15 is the New Testament believer. What Psalms 91 was to God's people under the old covenant. I'm going to say it again. Psalms, 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 Psalms 91 is the old covenant. And St. John, the 15th chapter, is the new covenant. You, you, we should study Psalms 91 in uh, light of the promises God uh, has made to us, the believers of the new covenant. You ought to just, just declare, I'm a part of the new covenant. Say, I'm a part. <clears throat> Come on, say, I'm a part of the new covenant. God has not promised uh, us total protection from danger, but he has promised his presence uh, in and through 
all things. And that's why Paul comes along and said, and we know that what? All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and to those who are the called according to his purpose. So let me say it again. God has not promised us total protection from danger, but he has promised his presence in and through all things. In other words, he will be with us. Ain't that good news? In other words, God will help us. And so while, and so while the specific promises of Psalms 91 are not to the church, its principles are. How many of y'all know the principles never change? And the reason the principle never changed is simply because uh, God is, is to us today everything uh, that he has always been uh, to his people. How many of y'all know he is our refuge? How many of y'all know that God is our strength? Come on here. We need not live in fear of dangers or threats for God is always uh, with us. If we faithfully abide in Christ, we need not fear God's discipline or God's judgment. God's angels continue to guard his children. God is our security in these dangerous times of these last days. You have to understand that scripture says that the New Testament is established on better promises uh, than the old covenant. You need to write down Hebrews, the eighth chapter, verse number six, because he says, but now have he obtained uh, a more excellent ministry, talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says, by how much also he is uh, the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. And so whereas Israel was promised God's uh, conditional uh, protection, we are promised God's uh, unconditional presence. I'd rather have the Lord go with me. How many of y'all know I don't mind being sick as long as I know the Lord is with me? I don't mind being broke as long as I know the Lord uh, is with me. I don't mind going through the storms of life as long uh, as I know that the Lord uh, is uh, with me. You see, under the old covenant, the people had to dwell in God. But under the new covenant, God, uh, he dwells inside of us. How many of y'all know there is no comparison? There is uh, no comparison. And so when you feel insecure and you feel the need of God's presence, you need to understand that God is always, uh, he's always with you. And so the promise is uh, of this psalm apply exclusively to those who draw near to God and live in 
his holy presence. How many of y'all know there is a secret place? Anybody know anything about that secret place? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm talking about the secret place, which is, which is a hiding place. It's a place where we can be concealed and covered. It's where we can be secure every now and then. You got to go to that, to that secret place. And so the author of our text, he identifies this secret place as under God's, uh, under God's wings. And this image not only speaks of protection and shelter, but also of closeness and uh, intimacy. And so before we can rest in the security of God, we must continually draw near to God. In other words, we've got to live in close communion with God. I stop back here to let somebody know this text don't apply to everybody. I've been watching and reading, and, and everybody keep on saying, well, look at Psalms uh, 91. Read Psalm, the saints and the believers ought to be uh, dependent on Psalms uh, 91. Well, you right. If you are abiding under the shadows of uh, the Almighty, if you are walking in uh, a close relationship with God, and that's why I encourage the people of God. Strengthen your relationship with God. If you can't see it by now, things are going to get worse before they get better. Strengthen your relationship with God so when the storms of life are raging, God can give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm wondering is there anybody in here that have the peace of God. You are allowing the peace of God to rule down inside of your heart. It's nothing like having peace. I'm a hallelujah. I just want to talk, but it's nothing like having peace when everybody is frustrated and everybody seems to be worried and nervy and snapping. And, and, and I was watching the fighting over paper towels and everything. God to give you a peace that surpass all understanding. Here's my testimony. I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, I'm not worried about nothing. I'm not trying to be super spiritual or anything like that, but I know the God in whom I have put my trust. And guess what? If God rained down manna back then, y'all ain't going to talk to me. How many of y'all know he could rain down T-bone steaks? Y'all, y'all, y'all. Yeah, yeah, if God took care of them then, the same God that worked a miracle then, he, he has not changed, and he's able to work a miracle in your life. When you read Psalms 91, the author repeated reference to God using different names for a distinct 
purpose. When you read Psalms 91, you'll see he talked about the most high. When you read it, he talks about the almighty. When you read it, he talks about the Lord. When you read it, he declares my God. Can I talk to y'all for a minute? You have to understand when he says the most high. In other words, he's saying that he is the highest. Oh, thank you, Jesus. How many of y'all know there's nobody higher than God? Ah, in other words, he is the supreme being and he's the owner of the universe. I don't care what they decide in the White House. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwelleth therein. He founded it upon the seas and he established it upon the floods. And so the most high, the supreme being, he's the owner of the universe. He's all power. He cannot be overthrown. Uh, this name cuts every threat down to its size. I don't care what the threat is. He that abideth under the shadows of, of the most high God. Uh, there's nobody higher than him. And as if that wasn't enough, and he said the almighty. In other words, Shaddai. Hallelujah. In other words, he is sufficient for everything that we need. I stop right here to let somebody know God is sufficient for everything that you need. Stop looking at your bank account and stressing out and worrying about. We'll take no thought of tomorrow. Come on, can I preach the Bible here? If God knows the number of hair that's on your head and when you comb your hair, some hair stayed in the comb. Well, I got good news. God recalculated that hair that you left in that brush or in that comb. Come on here. If God knows the number of strings of, of hair that's on your head, Diane, you don't have nothing to worry about because he is sufficient for everything by his inherent power. He sustains us. He protects us. He provides for us. Can I take an intermission? I ain't going to have you talk to your neighbor, but uh, wave at me at least if you know that God is a great protector here, if you know that, come on, wave at me, Dad. Come on, wave till your watch fall off. Y'all ain't talking back here to me. If you know that you know that he's been your refuge, that he's been your strength, he's been your deliverer, he's been your way maker, he's been uh, your great provider. Why? Oh, because El Sada, hallelujah, he is the almighty. What a mighty God we serve. No wonder angels bow before him. Heaven and earth can't help but to adore him. Why? Because he's a mighty God. Let me calm down here. Not only does he mention the most high, not only does he mention the almighty, but then he mentions the Lord, Yahweh. In other words, Jehovah. And what that hallelujah, Jehovah, Yahweh means that he is the faithful God who makes a covenant with us. And not only does he make a covenant, but he keeps his covenant without fail. He keeps all 
all of his promises. Whatever God has promised you, you might as well get ready because it's coming to pass. I don't care what the devil say. I don't care what the devil does. I don't care how you feel in your body right now. If God said he gonna heal you, you might as well get ready for your healing. If God said he gonna bring you out, you might as well start packing up some stuff and get ready to come on out. You got to dance in advance. Praise God in advance. Don't wait till the battle's over. Ah, and so he says the most high he says uh, the almighty I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute he says uh, he says the Lord and then he says uh, my God in other words uh, hallelujah Elohim Elohim emphasizes uh, the fullness and exceeding greatness of God's power the possessive pronoun mind declares that we can have a personal intimate relationship with God he knows us he knows me by my name we become a number to society but aren't you glad that God knows you by your name. You thought you've been hiding your phone number and you thought your email was private. Ain't it amazing? You got all these texts we getting in emails. I got an email the other day, amen, from Joe Biden talking about, hey, my personal friend. I said, you don't know me. Y'all ain't gonna talk back here to me. Somehow or another, he got a hold of my email and all of a sudden, now I'm his personal friend doing this time of election. I stop back here to let y'all know anybody can find you y'all ain't gonna talk back here to me anybody can find your number your address how much money you make how many residents you done lived at it don't matter you moved here oh y'all ain't gonna help me wherever you come from from Missouri I can still find all the houses that you lived in and all the jobs that you worked at that's not the important part the important part is this it don't matter if I know your business what is God knows me. In other words, God knows my uprising. God knows my downsetting. God knows, in other words, it don't matter what you think about me because God knows all about me. God knows your struggle. I'm, I'm talking to somebody. You trying to hang on. You trying to keep on. Keep on keeping it on and the struggle is real. Somebody ought to wave at me and say the struggle is real. You can't talk to your neighbor. You're going to talk to me today. Come on, wave at me and say the struggle is real. I don't care how saved you are. The struggle, the struggle is real. But Elohim, our God, he knows all about us. He knows about our frailties. He knows about your habits. He knows about your hangups. He knows all about you. And so he deals with the most he deals with the almighty he deals with the lord and he deals with my God. Well, let me get through this quickly, unless I hold y'all too long. I don't want to hold y'all too long. But when you look at verses 1 and 2, come on, uh, you see the preface of the psalm. In other words, the introduction to this psalm. Because there are some fundamental truths that are summarized in the first few verses of the psalm that forms a preface to the entire 
entire psalm. Well, look at the promise. Look at the promise. Look at the promise in the preface. Verse number one simply says this. He that dwelleth in, are y'all with me, the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Ah, what a great promise. What a great promise. Wave at me and say great promise, pastor. But wait, 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 wait. I don't want you to ignore the requirement for the promise. See, all we want is the promise, but we don't never want the requirement that comes along with the promise. Look at the prerequisite for for this promise. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. In other words, you just can't dwell anywhere. Uh, thank you, Jesus. You got to be in the secret place, the hiding place, uh, a place where you can be concealed and where you can be secure. This is the person who is in close communion with God, the person who prays often. Uh-oh, somebody say, uh-oh. Uh-huh. That's the person that said, don't tell me you in the secret place and you don't never pray. Don't tell me you in the secret place and you don't study the word of God. You ain't in no place. Well, 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 I was doing good, wasn't I? Well, I got to tell you the secret place. Because when you get into the secret place, you can't help but commune with God. You cannot help but to want to study the word of God. And so this person is in close relationship. They pray. They love the word of God. It's the person who is loyal and faithful to God. And so the blessings promised here in this Psalms, they're not for all believers. Now, this say you wasn't saved. How many of y'all know? You could be saved and not be in the secret place. Oh, y'all done missed it. Y'all, y'all missing that. I said you could be saved and not be in in the, the secret place. You could be, watch this, saved and, and fretting. You could be saved and nervy. You could be saved and tensed. But those of us who've chosen to find the secret place in the midst of the storm, in the midst of everything that we're going through, we're able to declare that God will make a way somehow. We're able to say hallelujah anyhow. I'm not going to let my troubles get me down, but when my troubles come my way, I'm going to do what? Lift my head up high and say hallelujah. And the reason I'm able to say hallelujah is because I found the secret place. And so the prerequisite for the promise, you've got to dwell in the secret place. Now look at the protection in the promise. Psalms 1 said that you shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Can I preach this thing, y'all? Listen, if you do not live close to God, you will not abide in his shadow. You see, protection is promised to the one who abides close to God. Your protection is primarily in, it's in, it's in the spiritual. Everybody say, in the spiritual. Uh, come on, come on, say, it's in the spiritual. In other words, God will protect you spiritually. It's in, I need 
need y'all to catch this here. It's in the spiritual. In other words, those fears and those frustrations and failure in the spiritual realm. You know, some folks feel like they fell in God because of the way they feel over the situation. But I stop back here to let you know those fears and those frustrations and failures that you feel in the spiritual realm as well as he'll protect you in the material and the physical. How many of y'all know he's a great protector? Well, glance down at verse number two. I'm almost there. Look. You'll see the pledge in, in the preface. Why? It says, I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Glory, I almost jumped over the pulpit. You see, the promise has inspired our writer to great dedication and, and devotion to God. It does indeed pay. It pays to walk with God. Have I got a witness? Because when you walk with God, you'll be able to declare he is my refuge. God is, he is my fortress. He is my God. In him will I tr- I'm not going to trust in my friends because my friends will let me down. I'm not going to trust in my job because I could lose that tomorrow. I'm not going to trust in my family because sometimes they'll turn their back on you. I'm going to put my trust in the Lord. Come on, wave at me and say, trust in the Lord. You got to trust God. If there's ever a time, if there's ever a season that you got to put your trust in him, guess what? You ought to know that now is the time. Well, when you glance down at verse number three through eight, I'm almost there now. I see the protection in, in this psalm. This psalm's majors on the protection of the saints of God. It shows the Requirements making God your refuge and fortress for such protection, as well as describing some of the features of the great protection from the Almighty. When I look at verse number three, walk with me. I see the salvation in in the protection. I see it. I see it, Lori, because He says, "Surely He." Deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. It's right there. You see two items, hallelujah, about protection is stated in our text. Well, the first one is salvation from deception. Don't miss it here. I said God will deliver you from 
from deception. That is one of the devil's greatest tools nowadays is to try to deceive the people of God. But God will give you salvation from, from deception. He talks about the snare and then he talks about uh-huh, the father. You see, these two words speak of the same thing, namely, somebody ought to shout a trap. Hallelujah. The devil won't, oh God, help me here now. The devil won't trap you. He wants, uh, he'll put some cheese on that trap. Y'all ain't going to talk to him there. Mm-hmm. Just like a mouse trap. Don't try to act like you ain't never had none in your house. It's just like a mouse trap. You set some cheese on the trap. Or they say peanut butter now. Uh, you put some peanut, now they done got fancy. They got electric ones. They go up in there and get electrocuted. But that old booger can't see the whole trap. Why? Because uh, you just got some cheese on it. He goes after that cheese, and uh, Rebecca, the next thing he knows, snap, snap, snappity snap. Uh, well, stop back here to let somebody know that's just like the devil. Uh, uh, that's just like the devil. Uh, and I've had the opportunity, I don't want to gross you out today, the opportunity to experience a mouse getting hit by a trap. Uh, and normally when that trap goes on them, they don't die immediately. Uh, but sometimes they just just suffocate. And I stop by here to tell somebody the devil won't you go after the cheese. Because once it snaps, he ain't gonna kill you all at once. Somebody say, preach, Pastor. Now, now you're preaching. But what he's trying to do is suffocate you. In other words, he'll tell you, ain't no harm in you not praying as much. There's no harm in you not coming to Bible study. It's no harm in you not paying your tithes. All he's trying to do is just suffocate you. But the Bible says he'll give you salvation from every deceptive work of the devil. Evil must use deception in order to accomplish its agenda. For if it was honest, it would lose its appeal. And so protecting God's people from deception is often accomplished by giving God's people. He'll give you extra perception through the word of God to design every deception. If you I just want to if you get in the word the devil won't be able to deceive you. And then the part I've really been trying to get down to in the midst of what we're going through right now. I know there's a pandemic going on, but we don't have to worry because it's in the text. He'll give us salvation from diseases. He says nor some pestilence. The snare of the fowler and the noisome or deadly pestilence. It represents all the dangers we face in life. Did you not know that a pestilence, it was a dreaded deadly disease or epidemic. It didn't just start 
in 2020. It was way back in the Bible days. And so when you see noisome pestilence, it means an epidemic. It means the coronavirus. The coronavirus is taken care of right here in our text. If God don't protect from this disease, all of the vaccination in the world will not help. The Israelites who suffered in the wilderness, wandering had to be divinely protected from a host of diseases which would thrive in the living condition of the Israelites in the wilderness. But oh, I thank God that when I look at number four, 91 and four, I see the shield in the protection. He shall cover thee uh, with his feathers uh, under his wings uh, you'll be able to trust uh, his truth uh, shall be thy shield in your buckler God's protection is also uh, described as a shield uh, which shelters us from all evil uh, look at the portrayal in the shield uh, it's not a big metal shield uh, it's not made out of armor steel, but it's his feathers and his wings. Hey, the protection is portrayed first as that of a mother hen or some other creature who protects her young by gathering them under their wings and shield them uh, from adverse conditions. Uh, I step by to let somebody know uh, that I'm under uh, the shadows uh, of the Almighty. The devil can't get me. He can't do me no harm. I'm under the shadows of the Almighty. He will cover and protect you under his wings of care. Wave at me and say, Pastor, the Lord will. He's going to cover me. Anybody feel covered? God is omnipotent. God is powerful. He will cover and protect us under his wing and care. He'll stay close to us and the truth or faithfulness of God will be our, our shield and our bugner in dangerous times we need to trust God that God's going to help us when we abide in him and live in the fullness of his spirit we can face every situation with without fear. Somebody ought to declare oh the train is rolling now. Somebody ought to declare I will not fear. Come on I will not fear. Put it in your spirit. Come 
don't want me. I will not fear. God is my helper. He's always with me. I'm not alone. As long as I bear the banner of the cross, my Savior has promised me he's going to go with me until the end. Like the three Hebrew boys, I find myself in the fire sometime. But that's all right, because I see somebody else that's in the fire with me. It looks like the Son of God say yes. Somebody ought to shout yes. Whatever you face, and I'm closing now, I'm stopping to tell you, the Lord is with you. The shadow of the Almighty, he's going to cover you. He's going to preserve us until his purpose for our lives is complete. And when it's all over, somebody say all over, he will take us to his heavenly kingdom. Hey, Christ will magnify himself in your life, whether by life. Oh, by death. Yeah, 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 yeah. Though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Somebody ought to say the Lord. The Lord is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. God will be magnified in my life. Whether I'm sick or whether I'm well, God will be magnified in my life. Whether I'm alive or whether I'm dead, God will be magnified in my life. And Magnify the Lord with me. Let us let us exalt his name. Exalt his name together. He is my rock. He is my sword. He is my shield. He is my buckler. Say yes. The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. He will preserve me. Say yes. Yes. Somebody say yes. Fear 
not. I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I'm trying to close. I will uphold you with my right hand. Fear not. I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name. When you go through the waters, I'm going to be with you. When you go through the rivers, I'm going to be with you. When you walk through the fire, I'm going to be with you. Say yes. Say yes. Hey. I'm not worried. Come on, wave at me. I'm not worthy. I'm not worried. Come on, y'all ain't saying it. Well, don't say it if you don't mean it. Yeah, don't play in church. I'm not worried about anything. I serve a God. I serve. I serve a God who can do anything but fail. Ah, glory. The old covenant, they were in him. The new covenant, he's in us. You shall receive power. Come on. Anybody got the power? A lot of folks say, yeah, I got the power. I'll give you power. Tread on serpents. Walk on scorpions. Nothing's going to harm you. Come on here, somebody. Come on, somebody. Now here, and I'm done where so many people have misplaced faith. I'm going to help y'all. So I got to the point that I am with now. I really could care less about how strong people try to talk. Half the folk talking don't even have a real relationship with God. They're not, they haven't even found the secret place. And it's easy to quote scripture. Quoting scripture means nothing if there's no power behind what you're quoting. Come on here, somebody. Oh, thank you, Jesus. This is where, if you're not careful, you have misplaced faith. I'm a child of God and I ain't going to catch nothing. Come on here, somebody. <laughs> it's brother bad about the coronavirus. 
I'm not speaking it. And he coughing in his hands and he ain't taking care of his chef. And I keep on shaking his hand and fellowshipping with him. Y'all ain't going to talk back here to me. Okay, how much faith do you have? Hello here. So I said, uh-uh, pastor's losing it. I ain't losing it. It's the truth. All right, well, let me help you then. If, it's, if some of y'all looking like, uh-uh, I don't believe that. Then why you catch any other flu? Why you been coughing lately? Come on. Why is our asthma acting up? Why we don't just say, our asthma, leave us. Right now, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> 